on being community radio aesthetic in my ears <laughs> and hearts open up feeling good we have nicole and rich our surprise guest hello i don't know if you plan to be an audience member or a participant but he's definitely participating and as you know all of you who are doing spiritual journeys out there whether it's lei or someone else Getting together in rooms, connecting, sharing, getting closer to one another, figuring out what we do in a small group is really how the world revolves in the big scale. Because what I've come to realize is that community is the structure of belonging. Community is the structure of belonging. And most of the work that we all do together is really practicing And knowing what it is that we do be you know let's just say behind closed doors or in small groups or in small community settings what we do in these settings become become what happens in the large scale what we do with one another how we behave with one another in our rooms in our homes in our synagogues mosques whatever they may be really transfers and transpires into the world at large and but we come here on the air once a week and today actually is the one year anniversary show so yay we can talk about <laughs> what we have learned and what we can learn um, we come here on the air f- to really inspire and encourage and remind everyone that even though you may seem like you're doing this work on your own Even though you may feel like that this work is so under the radar, so to speak, metaphorically, it's really what's happening in the world at large. So we are coming here to share what we are learning in our the privacy of our communities, the privacy of our journeys, the privacy of our the sacredness of the work that we do together, and we're here to share and remind anybody because maybe maybe there is. You know, th- I know for a fact, actually, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people who do this work. There are thousands of people who do spiritual journeys. And they happen in many ways. They look like yoga retreats. And I can hear myself. It's kind of fun. We're going to take a meditation pause. And we're back. <laughs> That was quick. Yeah. It's a quick like meditation. I think this show should have like an ongoing pause for 10 seconds just to see, just for people to check in. If they're listening or they're thinking about something because that's the question are you listening or thinking I remember when I met my partner Carrie I think I talked about it last show but I can talk about it again because it's so important I remember one of my the biggest epiphany of aha moments of my life is me and my new partner at the time now the mother of my child and so grateful to be with her I remember that within the first six months of our relationship I found myself being intimate shall we say with her and it hit me I said if I am thinking then who is with her R- during the act during the action so to speak and it was a big deal for me to, to just come to that I said if I am thinking then who is with her and that is a practice that I've been really working to cultivate ongoing 
in my work and who I am and what I do, just to really pay attention, to really pay attention to whoever is talking to me, to pay attention to whoever is in front of me, to pay attention to whatever is in front of me and realize that when I am thinking, I'm not present. So let this be a reminder that it, there is a difference between thinking and paying attention and listening and being here and our work together is really revolves around presence and self-love in community what does it mean to be present what does it mean to love yourself and what does it mean to be in community how about you nicole what's your experience of presence just put me on the spot yeah yeah we're gonna we're gonna shake things up today and that's uh that's something i'm definitely working on like being more present it's funny how you were saying that that's what i'm working on too because my mind tends to go like you're thinking and thinking and being present it's really being conscious of that it's a skill it really is you don't realize how often you know your mind wanders so that's what i'm trying to cultivate trying or doing it both doing and trying not always successful but definitely we're definitely not always successful and again we're talking to real people you know this is we're not trying to we're not trying to be anyone on the air. We're not trying to be someone or be something here. We're really just letting other people know who are listening to this. And any time, maybe it's 100 years from now, that this work is for real. Getting present, waking up, becoming conscious of how we live our life. is, Or not just how we live our life and how we co-create our own reality is the most important evolution of humanity right now. And we do it in different ways. And if you ran into this podcast or you've been doing this work with us for the past 5, 10, or 40 years, you know that this work doesn't stop. And there's always, always more presence to cultivate. Because as you get more present, your imagination gets freer. And when your imagination gets freer, it usually leads you towards actions or places or habits or relationships that your soul really wants to take you to. Meaning, I was listening to Wayne Dyer today. I feel like we should have a moment of silence. But mm. Maybe. Okay, there it was. <laughs> no, for real. I mean, I've Wayne Dyer has uh, been one of the few, one of the five people that I listen to on my iPhones. And not that it matters what I listen to, but that's a fact. And, you know, he is... And he was very, very key on the fact that you live in an intentional universe. And he's the one who really taught me. He kept saying that just that the, the, the beginning of creation of who we are, we start off at the single drop of something, something plasm. <laughs> I don't know, whatever it's called. That is mostly space. So at the beginning of our life, when we were in our mother's wombs, we were a drop of space with some electrons and things moving around, but mostly space. And of all of who we are, everything from our fingerprints to the way we look, everything is built into that single drop of spaciousness. So would it be such a far-fetched idea to believe that our purpose and our destiny is built in to that same drop? Is it that cra it's crazy of an idea? And I love that. It really, really, really changed the way I think about my life and think about my purpose. 
it's become clear to me that my job is not to search and to seek and to look for it but my job is to let go and surrender and to see what it is that I have a natural propensity to do or natural I don't know what's my default what happens to me by default I'm a, I'm a computer guy I was a computer engineer still am I'm sure in many ways for many 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 years and when your iPhone or when your computer comes up there are certain programs that come up by default so who are you by default who are you without the influence and the outside interactions and the outside programming that is a journey worth going on it's not just a journey worth going on that is the journey that we are on and everything that i am doing and everything that we are doing and everything that this podcast is really about it's to remind you to have this aha moment to go you know what i am going to go explore i am to I am going to continue to explore who am I by default. What does my imagination do when it's not trying to protect itself? Where does my imagination go where it's not trying to come up with plan B and plan C? And What happens to my thoughts when I'm not explaining myself again and again and again in my own head to myself? And there's no choice. We don't have a choice in the matter. It is... Even the word consciousness, it's simple. It's becoming aware of ourselves as literally the act, the presence of being conscious. And to know that our bodies, our entire existence starts with a frequency, with a vibration. It's an energy, it's a spaciousness first and our thoughts, our intentions, who we are and what we are really develops from that empty space, from the void. It really behooves us. It's a must. It's a requirement. It's part of growing up to pay attention to what we're thinking about, to what we're feeling, to who we are. And that's what presence is all about. It's not being, it's, all not, it's not about being still or not having thoughts. It's being aware that you are thinking. It's being aware that there's a lot of processes going on. And instead of trying to come to this perfect place where you're still and your mind is empty, I would continue to recommend that presence is really just a practice of awareness. I once heard that presence is awareness activated. That's kind of cool. And maybe Sam is going to quote me now on Facebook. <laughs> hey, that's actually the creator and founder of the Life Essentials Institute, Armand, who coined it. Oh, I heard it from him. I have it in my notes. Presence is awareness activated. It's true. What is, what is awareness if not just being aware of the witness, of the observer, of the thinker? of the experiencer so nicole you've been working on that is that what you're saying this is something in your life <laughs> this is part of your integration putting, challenge putting me on the spot first yes. of all you gotta put me on the spot that's your <laughs> job here so no yeah i mean just listening to this i, I mean i i definitely i mean I, I feel like i'm repeating myself yes i'm working on presence first of all yes we need to repeat ourselves again and again and again <laughs> and again because everything you remember in your life has been repeated over and over again. And if you look at any real teaching, 
and real teachers that have have good influence if you actually pay attention to what they're saying they've been saying the same thing right I love what you said about what is your default like who are we as young kids you know before the fear set in what was in our personality I was always creating stories I would lock myself in a room and I was when there was no fear who is that person you know and I think we we lose that of course as we get older so it's you know, tapping into that again as an adult, you know, we can't go crazy, but like tapping into that innate, who we are innately when we're a kid. In the moon of the budding trees, I was gifted new eyes to see all of the shift and shape and ways you can be. Wake the dreams into realities. Wake the dreams into realities. First of all, I have this desire to give a major love to Sam Libowitz. Okay? Mm. Now just take a moment. We have Sam Libowitz, who has been running this radio show network for five years now. Five years. Five wow. years he's made it his life's passion, or at least one of them. But I, I've been hanging out with him. This is like top three for him, I think. You know, except his wife. That's probably top two. And I mean, really, to provide a platform for just schlockies like us to come off the street and be able to sit down, plop in front of a chair with a microphone, and we just walk out of here at the end of the night. And it's on his website, and you can go into iTunes and SoundCloud and all these places. And we don't have to do much. And a year ago, I would lose sleep over what I'm going to do and what I'm going to say. Not... I would prepare any different but the level of confidence really continues to increase just by the practice of coming in here and that is because of his vision and I really really it's like one of those shameless plugs that I want to put in that if you're thinking about wanting to do a podcast because you know what you should if you are in any information business of any sort and you know that you have good things to offer just by speaking and sharing. And you bought a microphone and you signed up to Blog Talk Radio and you just haven't done it yet. Give Sam a call. It's easy. You come in and he'll work with you. It's, 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 it's very simple. And I, I just have to say it because this show is called Being Community Radio, right? And this is about community and Sam has been doing this as a community, really as a, com- as a service to the spiritual wellness and health and heck, anybody. If you're doing real estate in New York City, if, you, uh, if you're an actor, if you have any, you know, if you just, if you know that your expression is your gift, check it out. If you're listening to this on iTunes, it's talkradio.nyc. And you're forgetting something. Okay. Today is, mm. what is today? It's Rosh Hashanah soon. No, it's your one-year anniversary. Okay. So, congratulations to you. For having the courage to continue to show up here. And inviting people like me, a schmuck off the street. Schluck off the street. To talk to you, to share, to to express ourselves. Yeah. Well, you're you're not that bad of a schmuck. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, because I could use the help. The truth is, the vision, the vision takes a while for visions to manifest. Yeah, we need to figure out. 
<laughs> you always complain. You know, you were complaining. I'm not complaining. You want more structure. No, I don't. I don't. No, no, no. It's not. We have eight segments. So you I'm would not like to have that. a point per segment? Being, no, no. It's just me. I. It, that's my own. My I, own thing. It's fine. You it's know, me being hard on myself. I'm like, am I? What am I bringing to the table? It's really me. Mm. Let's talk. That's about my it. own thing. How long have you been dealing? So with it's that? not about you. It's, that it's would be me. cool if the whole show were just like. Let's analyze Help you, now. yeah. No, no, not no, no, analyze, no. just like. I right, take it off. Take inspire you. Let's talk about other things. Encourage you. It's your one year anniversary. How oh. amazing. Okay, what? What do you ask me? Some questions no, 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 about no. my one year. So anniversary. how do you feel after a year? I thought I was going to be much more famous. <laughs> I told Rich that walking in here, I've been doing stuff for a while now. I've been for years and years and years and years. I fantasized about being in the personal development, spiritual growth, self-help, whatever you want to call it, industry, where I'm, I make a living helping people. I make a living where I know that my presence is my gift and I wasn't sure really what that means, that speaking, writing, you know, evangel- evangelical commercials on TV <laughs> Sunday. I'm not joking. Uh, I really didn't know, but I knew that I need to get off the computer. I was on the computer for 10 years straight developing websites. So I knew it and I had fantasies. I still do. And what I've come to realize that it's not that glamorous. Like I've been showing, I mean, I really, 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 I swear, I thought I'm going to come on air and it's only going to be like a few shows where people are like, oh my God, (laughs) this guy freaking rocks and just like forward it to all their friends and before you know it I'm flooded with phone calls and for two hours <laughs> you know maybe not for two hours but the, the, the vision was you know for the first hour I bring some guests I make it really special I talk about a specific topic we like delve into it and then for the next hour people are just lucky to get on the air because there's so many callers and I just help them and they go wow this guy's amazing and this guests are amazing thank you and it's been a year, and I'm still, you know, talking to myself for two hours. It's not a bad gig, because I'm still showing up. And it's been a year, and I think this is maybe like the 43rd or 44th show, so I've missed wow. 10 or so. Not that bad. So, showing up and getting the glamour out of the way, getting the, not the glamour, the idealization out of the picture... And realize that it takes practice. It just takes practice and it takes showing up. I've been doing the Monday nights and Tuesday nights. Now we have a public meeting every Tuesday, 6 p.m. in Union Square. It's surprising. It's actually nice. People are showing up. We had a good show. You know, we had a good thing today, right? That was interesting. It was fun. But I, you know, I had visions of 70 people showing up. And I've been doing this for four years or at least three in New York, and six people showed up today, which is fine. But I guess this is the kind of, I want to put air quotes, teacher, but I guess I I don't have to downplay myself. This is a sort of a teacher that I am, you know, watch the awkward stage long enough to know that you can do it. Because everybody, there's a vacancy in spiritual teaching, and spiritual for me is something that is not all rational because we have to get over our dependency on the mind and dependency on the rational aspect of ourselves and trust more like I'm trusting and the reason why one of the reasons why I'm happy that you are on the show Nicole is because I want it to be a conversation 
I really do. <laughs> do you want me to respond? <laughs> yes. Oh, I thought we were. I thought we were going to commercial for some no, reason. No, no. This is it. This no, is how we no. Do it, I mean, people. it's um. Well, what? Yeah. Well, you can ask. We'll more. talk. No, I was just gonna say. So after a year, I feel, <laughs> I feel, I feel humbled. <laughs> okay, I feel like you're right. I'm sure there would be more. I don't know if I'm sure, but I guess there would be more listeners and call-ins if there was more of a structure. Like they would know here is what they would get because people do need a structure. I watch the John Oliver show every week. It's only like what half hour and it's freaking genius half mm-hmm. hour but it's always the same you come in it's what happened last week a quick joke and now this main story now this there is something that works i get it and i don't mind being different and it doesn't mean different is more successful i totally realize that there are structures that work and there are proven systems and let's fumble around for a little bit and figure out what works Really, that's mm-hmm. that's you know. Rich asked me on the way here. He said, "Do you see yourself doing this for a long time?" I said, "Actually, yes. This is one of the things I've always wanted to do." Speaking of, what are you doing by default? Um, I have, I have, I've wanted to. This is fun for me for whatever reason. It just feels natural to me uh, when I get over any fears or doubt. It, it, it's very natural to me and I want to grow it and I'm okay if it takes as long as it takes because my expectations is ultimately for me to show up and find the right partners and I do I do know that it's it's also that we have a we have a tendency to want to be discovered in this country I feel like that we have been promised like you'll do something and then you'll be discovered and I know that I there's a part of me that hopes that there's going to be this one show okay where it's so good <laughs> where i share such truths or deep wisdom where it just gets forwarded to everyone you know it's part of that viral and again my my motivation is to remind more people really i don't i'm not looking for more clicks or more hits or for my name to be more known my motivation is to remind and to serve truly and to be more of a vehicle of caring like if you're out there doing spiritual work you need more support uh, i mean you, if you look at somebody if you look at somebody like like matt khan you go on to youtube and you look at his earliest videos like right the videos that he was making in like 2011 2010 it's just him by himself basically sitting on a chair talking and you and you see the progression from 2011 to where he is now, where he's evidently got audiences, and it's it's a it's a more uh, sophisticated production. But you can see like you can see his progress from the very beginning, where he was just making these short 10 minute, 15 minute, you know, videos of him sitting in a chair, just kind of talking into a screen, to where he is now, where he's got larger audiences at some expo you know uh doing his thing so it's not like he just got on there you know his first show and had all of this set up it was sort of a, an organic growing process right um and, th- and that's the benefit of having something like 
YouTube or you can go to somebody's earliest videos and see how they grew and, uh, and, and built themselves up into what they are now. Because the tendency is we come and see them where they are now and we think, oh man, they've got it all together. You know, but when you go back and you look at how they started, you know, it's good, it's good because you see that he wasn't exactly get pulling in all these, these hits in the very beginning. Right. You know, he was figuring out what works, what doesn't work, what can I, what can I do better, what, what's my strength, um, what can I bring to the audience. So, you know, why not have fun for the first year and see what happens? Right. You know, just for the exploration. So, uh, I want to talk about more of that. We have a caller, really, for the first half hour. All right. I wonder if we bring him on now or after the break. All right. It's on. You're on, whoever you are. Oh, Gloria. Yes. Oh, cool. Hey, girls. Say hi. Hi. Hey, girls. Big Ant. Big Ant is on the show. We, the, the girls and I were listening to you, and... Isabella would like for you to explain what you do in terms of a nine-year-old understanding it. All right. As soon as we come back from the break, we'll definitely do that. That's for Perfect. sure. Great. Yeah. I'll have to practice. All right. And we don't know where to begin. Don't know how to fit in. Caught in between the lines. Fighting this world on the inside. And we're back, and we're talking to Izzy, Isabella, who wants to know what it is that we do here. And it's a very, very fair question. And really, the answer in short is that as adults, mommies and daddies forget how to play. Mommies and daddies and all the adults, most of the adults, they take themselves too seriously. We forget how to play. So what it is that we do when we get together is we remember again that everything is possible. And we remember how to play together and how to not take ourselves so seriously and how not to box ourselves in all these things that we should be and could be and would do and we really break away from all the right and wrong and just learn to talk to one another and learn to pay attention to one another and ultimately learn to have fun again that's what we're doing that's my take what about you nicole that was beautifully said. I have nothing else to add to that. Yes, you do. Um, I, I really, that was like perfectly said. Here you were kind of like, what do I say? And that was perfectly, perfectly I said. I tricked you. Um, yeah, and I was saying being authentic. What does authentic mean? Being yourself, being true to who you are. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think what else. I'm speaking into the mic. He's pointing to the mic. Um, I really need to think uh, we'll, more. We'll go to Rich. Go to Rich. Rich seems <laughs> like he knows what he's going to say. No, I, I, I think of my own experiences when I was a, was a kid and, and being in school. And the process that I'm in now is um, coming to terms with the, the feeling that 
when I was a, a child, I knew or felt more authentically than I felt in this space between then and now in, in the journey. So I, I have this image of when I was, you know, uh, maybe in fourth, fifth grade, of always wanting to look out the window when I was in school, looking at uh, the blue sky, look at whatever was going on outside, whether it was raining, it was sunny, it was snowing, birds, trees, and all of that. And I didn't remember the teacher always telling me, no, 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 no. Pay attention to me. Pay attention to what's going on in this room. And what the journeying means for me and, and sharing in this community is going back to that moment um, and giving myself permission to look out that window and connect with uh, what is outside of me, realizing that what's outside of me is affecting what's inside of me, being happy to, to uh, interact with everything that's around me and not always having to be so focused on one thing all the time. Um, and that's been a big change for me recently, just going outside and walking around in the park and just spending time looking at trees and watching birds and watching bees and dogs and, and all of that and realizing that this is what I enjoy doing. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. And the journey, as silly as it sounds, sounds silly that well what's the big deal but being able to do that so naturally without without this voice inside my head saying oh she you should be doing some kind of work right now you should be productive um it's been so freeing to allow myself uh, to be in that that kind of state of of wonderment and enjoyment that i had when i was a kid that I had kind of slowly given away trying to get through this phase of what we call adulthood. Um, yeah, so that's that's basically what it means to It's me. beautiful. It's beautiful. So it's to play again, to be again. Because as yeah. a kid, as a kid, your imagination, right? You imagine a lot, like your life is your imagination. And the truth is, we we weren't told as kids that our imagination creates our life. So our work together in these, you know, LEI journeys uh, are really is to free up our imagination again and to really, you know, remember that our strength, our greatest tool, like as a human being to create a life of meaning is our imagination. And it's becoming kids again. And I don't know if to a, ni- a nine-year-old you know, as a nine-year-old, I don't know what innocence means to a nine-year-old, but for us as adults, we are doing all this work, so to speak, to reclaim our innocence, to really feel free again to, to all of our potential, to increase our possibilities, to be open to everything that's... So basically to, to put a fire again in our, in our soul and to free ourselves from the worries of everyday society that kids it's not really real if you're watching tv a lot you better stop it or find some good shows to watch because all this nonsense and all the problems that you see are happening they are usually if not always are created by lack of imagination 
and lack of communication and lack of honesty and authenticity. So we are remembering who we are. And f- as a nine-year-old, it's, it's, it seems natural to you to just know that you are playful and happy and everything is possible. But as an adult, it takes sometimes, it takes work. We call it work, but it's, it's the certain processes that we get together just to remember that life is a gift and life is a playground and we are valuable because we exist and our gift is really just breathing and waking up every morning. So I don't know if you're still on the phone, but this is what's going on. You're not on the phone, <laughs> but that's okay. Even easier. So we don't know if it was a good answer or not. You sent a heart. That's cool. I like the... What do you call those? Emoticons? You know the ones with the hands coming together? The prey. Okay, so you think it's prey. That's good. Okay, so you think it's prey. What do you think it is, Rich? The hands coming together? Yeah, like those. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking the same thing. Prey? Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I I, I see it as devotion and gratitude. You know? I, I have been... I've been. I start. I, I used it for the first time yesterday, as a form yeah. of gratitude. Yeah. Using what? The you know. Oh, the hands. The hands. The hands. I actually like emoticons. They, they yeah, say use more a lot of them. Hey. No, no, that, not in a bad way. It's like heart. Do, do, do. It's better than <laughs> do a like sentence. a little string of like emoticons. Better than sense. Do we have another caller? My oh. God, this is a great See, look, one. See, look, it's happening. It's all coming together. All right, and who are we talking to? You're talking to Nico from Scarlet Moon. Oh, hey, buddy. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. Thank you for calling. I'm so excited that that's happening. Yeah, can you hear me okay? I can hear you perfectly. Excellent. Okay. I tried calling on my my actual phone before, but it didn't work. So I'm actually calling you from my computer, but that seems to work fine. Now it's totally hands-free, so that's great. I, I'm being told, what are we telling him? Turn down the volume on your speakers. Oh, turn down speakers. You got it. So, Is that better? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess so. I would, so, I mean, uh, you know, t- tell us a little bit about you, if you don't mind. Tell us a little about, about yeah. me. Yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, let's see here. Well, let's, uh, <laughs> let's clean it up a bit. We'll just talk about Scarlet Moon then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, I am a, a tarot reader and an astrologer, um, but I would like to, you know, make it very clear I do a million times more than just those things. Um, I actually have a channel and a business called Scarlet Moon or Scarlet Moon Online, um, and I'm also co-founder of a, another uh, cooperative. Uh, my partner Chris and I. Uh, run another sort of segment of that with his uh, business, Silent Truth. Um, so we have this group called Collaborative Consciousness. Um, so we do retreats um, anywhere from, you know, three or four times a year, um, all over the U.S. and in the U.K. Let's see here. Yeah, just came back actually from the U.K. Um, oh, what were you going to say? No, 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 I'm, I'm just, I mean, I'm intrigued. I want to, it's so exciting to have you on because there's so many people who are, wanting to get into this field and 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 what this show really i'd like to illuminate is the kind of awkward stages in the beginning and what it takes to actually launch yourself into being able to say everything that you do right now because 
Mm. I mean, what did you do before this, if you don't mind asking? Well, oh, I know, I heard that. That was loud. Um, <laughs> I, as far as this is concerned, I mean, I've been doing this the last four years. You know, um, December will be my four-year anniversary, um, and I've only been doing this for uh, like exclusively without having a day job for two years. And I do have, um, you know, a bit of a background in all kinds of different areas. I've got education in um, English, English literature, um, as well as psychology with a focus in behavioral and mental illness and chemical dependency. I, I waited tables like for the first 10 years out of high school. So, I mean, it's, it, it, but I've also been very spiritually active my whole life as well. I've been practicing um, all kinds of different esoteric arts, reading tarot, doing astrology. Um, I'm very open about the fact that I do practice, you know, magic and witchcraft, which I know even in a lot of mainstream spiritual communities that may still be, you know, clinging to some more conservative priorities that's still taboo, but I wave that around like a banner. <laughs> so playing it safe didn't have to happen for me, and it doesn't have to happen for anyone else. I would definitely say that. So um, hold, 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 let's talk about that because that's important. You said playing it safe. What did you say? Was not a, was not important. Okay, good. So you are really following. Not, you're not following a formula. You're not following like you're not copying anyone else. You're just doing your thing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Did it take um, you? A, did it take you a while? Like, did you tell us? I mean, we have we're gonna go on, on break in a couple of minutes, but I really, I'd love to hear some of the. Like the beginning stages, the awkward stage, like the the switching. Like, did you, for example, I'm sure you did it while you still had another job, and then you switched into doing this full time. Yes. T t talk talk to me about that. Like that that. Well, actually, I did it twice. Funny enough, I did this twice. I um, basically, let's see here. At first, I was before Scarlet Moon came about. Um, I had another YouTube channel. It was called Seattle Soothsayer, and I was just doing readings exclusively, you know, just doing the tarot, just doing the astrology with, you know, some chats here or there, but it was not the working channel that it is now. And when I say working channel, I mean a channel that's basically, it's meant for people who work. You know, it's not just like, don't just come and observe and watch and be with it like it's a television show you know um scarlet moon has all kinds of things you know we talk about personal development or you know spiritual development it's got all kinds of things on meditation neuropsychology um the process of manifestation from a mystical and magical technology perspective and not so much just in sort of like a i guess you could say mental development perspective what I did in the beginning, though, when I was just Seattle Soothsayer, that was just something that I did because I wanted to know I could do it. Um, and then I dropped out for a while. I had just finished, you know, university, and um, my first major in English really didn't get me the jobs or what I was looking for, so I continued to, you know, wait and bartend as you do. Um, and then something sparked in me to try and do it again, but it was with a different interest. You know, my, my initial starting interest was not to have, like, this big international channel, at least not in the beginning. My original plan, you know, was to actually have my own store, my own center, you know, like a retail outlet, but 
a bit more, I guess you could say, community-oriented. I wanted to do, you know, sell the herbs, sell the crystals, have the classes, have the have the teachers and all of that. And Scarlet Moon was actually meant to be a store. And I think it still will be a store someday. When but We're, we're going to go on a break for a couple of minutes, but hold on. But maybe, so you, you can, we only take it in one minute break. I want to talk about like what advice or something like a personal story that, you know, to go from wanting to do this to doing this full time. Like, you okay. know, let's talk to the, to the people who have been feeling the calling but they feel scared and nervous so tap me out and tap me into you heal my brain and my body too balance my chemistry hydrate these cells cause the body talks and meditation helps the body talks and meditation helps oh, oh. So, Nico, I'm on your YouTube channel, and, you know, it's an active YouTube channel. You, you, you got it going on. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I mean, thank you. Yeah, so, it, yeah. It's, well, I guess, you know, going back to what you were saying before the break, when you said when it comes to people, you know, needing to, to jump, the first thing I want to I say, because, you know, I get a lot of people who ask, you know, um, you got to know why you're doing it. Now, even if why you're doing it might not be consistent throughout your work, you have to know why you're doing it, you know, and what are you going to do? Because you're coming to share a unique experience. I, I often... Oh, go ahead. No, no, it's all you. Oh. Because um, I often find that with people, you know, it kind of comes to a split. You know, when you feel called to do this, whether it's make a podcast, make a YouTube channel, a blog you know, go and have talks in a conference room at your local community. You really have to find that place of authenticity without imitation. You know, you've really got to put yourself in a place where you're really knowing what you're talking about and you've already experienced what you're talking about because... I think that sometimes it can be intimidating for people to think that they need to imitate somebody. You know, and to be honest, I think that that might be one of the pressures I'd like to maybe address, like you said before, some of the pitfalls. The biggest pitfalls I've had were when I was doing something that I thought people would like instead of paying attention to what my audience already had. And Whoa, 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 say that again. That's my biggest pitfall was trying to think too much about what other people would like, whether it's what you call quote-unquote mainstream, whether or not you call it politically correct. You know, you've got to understand that your audience finds you, you know, and if you're being truly authentic and being open and being available with yourself, then your audience finds you, you know, and you're going to have a completely unique audience, you know, and it, I mean, you'll share them with people, absolutely. You know, um, but I think that for myself, it's when, you know, it's when I was like, okay, well, this is, you know, you know, this, how would I put it? And it's like, this is what, you know, so-and-so did to get more people. You know, be, be careful with the idea of I need to do this to get famous or this looks like um, an easy way to get money. You know, I mean, every once in a while, I'll get people who ask, like, oh, I want to go around doing talks about the law of attraction. I'm like, well, it's been done, you know, and the world needs to kind of expand on that idea or at least get something more substantial in there. So let's do it. 
you know, one of the things for myself that's really important that I always tell people, you always ask me, well, what's my, um, I guess you'd say, what's my issue? You know, or, no, what, what, what's my calling? What am I doing? And I'm all in the very, in the, in the, at the very beginning for me, it's like, I kind of feel like my mission is to make this, um, make it real for people, I always say. And when I say make it real, it means take it out of the realm of, um, again, that sort of speaking unconsciously. I call it Kool-Aid talk, you know, where it's kind of like, okay, we all we have all these words like vibration and frequency, but if we're unconscious, then we're really just using them as synonyms for like changing your attitude or, you know, changing your vernacular. And it's kind of crept up on the world as, you know, spirituality has just become this sort of metaphor to how to enhance the ego's experience on Earth. And that, to me, it's it's like diet spirituality. Um, so I make it a point to kind of just go all in, and whether or not people are ready to hear it or whether or not people are ready to confront it, um, you know, if you've ever seen any of my videos, whether they're the horoscopes or whether it's my non-horoscope discussions where I'm discussing things that are a little bit more, you know, either on the esoteric side or again on the scientific side, you know, I don't pull punches. And that's another thing that I think that sometimes you can get pressure to do is to pull your punches, you know. Um, so I guess another piece of advice for people you know, from a you know from a pitfall that I've had, and a pitfall I've watched a lot of other people do, it's you know don't get too ambiguous. Don't be so ambiguous that you're afraid to to speak your truth and use a pres and use a prescriptive language. And don't be afraid to be direct. You know, you don't have to be soft and vague with everybody if you don't feel like being soft and vague. You know, don't oversaturate yourself. In fact, oversaturating your market, for anyone who does understand economics, you already know oversaturating your market, oversaturating your audience is not good for business. You know, you're not going to stand out of the crowd if, there's, if, if a person just passed 20 of you on the way to you, you know? Right. Right. And so now you, you, your, your days are spent doing what you love? Like you're, this is this is this is who you are right now, and and what's what happens next? Like where are you going from here? Where am I going from here? Well, we do have another retreat coming up here in Seattle, um, the twenty fourth to the twenty seventh. When you say we, who's we? My partner Chris, okay, and myself. He has his own company, uh, Silent Truth, and then we have a partnership company, Collaborative Consciousness. Um, so he and I do these retreats together, and we come at it from both sides. I think you really dig Chris's work, to be perfectly honest, um, because he's all about coming into that awareness. He's all about, you know, being able to observe your thoughts. Well, if I'm thinking, you know, who is, you know, who's doing the living, uh, as you were saying earlier in this show, or more importantly, if you can watch yourself thinking, if you can catch yourself thinking, who's watching the person, who's watching the thinking, hmm. you know? Yeah. All very important stuff. And that's kind of Chris's angle. So he's coming at it from that more, I guess you could say, quintessentially, you know, more spiritual perspective of personal development, um, gaining sense of self, coming back into the body. And then I come at it from, I guess you could say, more of a mechanical 
uh, not necessarily mechanical, but um, I guess you could say more, yeah, let's just, let's go with mechanical because I can't think of a synonym right now, perspective, where I'm talking not about what works when it comes to like manifesting your reality, but more like how it works. Let's actually, what are people talk? I, my last retreat, I'm like, I asked the entire group, I said, when somebody says change your frequency or raise your vibration, what are they talking about? And some of them, you know, more even more practiced spiritual people were kind of like, um, you know. No, no I, I under I, I hear what you're saying because I sometimes sometimes I think we throw out these terms to kind of um, go into a trance where nobody really has to explain anything or, or kind of. Mm-hmm. It's like well, we'll just say this. We'll just say, oh, we're 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 trying to be more aware or we're, we're, we've been triggered by something or, Oh, that's just mm-hmm. your, that's just your ego doing this. And it, they're, they're very easy terms to fall back on. Right. Um, and so we, we go into this sort of trance state where we throw out those terms and it's like, okay, we're done. We're done with that. Right. We don't have to think about that anymore. Cause we just said, it's just all the ego, but mm-hmm. that's just kind of the surface language that we're using. Um, and we're kind of avoiding going deeper into what's really going on in our bodies, what's really going on in our hearts, what's really going on in our minds. Uh, well, and I, and I think that honestly, like, I don't think people are avoiding it consciously because I don't think people are using the terms consciously. Yeah, that, that, yeah, I agree with that, yeah. So you can't mm-hmm. avoid something consciously if you're not doing something consciously. And... That's kind of where the, the, I guess you could say, the nice little, you know, marriage of the processes that Chris and I have works so well together. Because Chris is all about understanding, you know, because when we talk about things like the ego and, and, you know, and the soul, you know, the soul is the big I and the ego is the little I, right? You know, the, so Chris is all about the real I am presence. And then I'm talking about the experience of living in a spiritual universe, in a magical universe, you know, changing your reality um, for everything from, you know, manifestation uh, to magic to working with, you know, maybe developing your own intuitive, um, you know, extra natural abilities and, you know, your health and everything like that. And so mine's more like getting in contact with the, the, the getting the little body, which is our body, in contact with the big body, which is, you know, Gaia, Earth, universe, and how those relationships all work. So it's really about sort of really pairing the microcosm, the macrocosm, not observing them separately. Yeah, I mean, I, I think sometimes the danger we fall into or the trap we fall into is we get very theoretical. And, yeah. for, and for me, one of the things that I found very beneficial is to put all of this stuff that I'm talking about into practice. Like it's very simp- it's very easy for me to sit in my room and think about these things like uh, my ego and and my soul and my heart or to talk about this with 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 people in the community. Um, but what I've found very interesting and, and kind of pleasant in a way is when I go out into this wider public you know, on the subway or at work or wherever, just walking down the street, when I can actually take this stuff that I talk about and put it into a real practice and mm-hmm. see what happens where the words aren't so much as important as the experience and the action itself that you're going through. Um, I absolutely agree. I think that, I think that it's, it's, the, it's, it's committed discipline. That's what that is, you know, 
It's being able to really go out and experience it. But we don't feel like we can go out and experience it. I mean, you're Because well, we feel right. like we're never ready because we've got to keep... We've got to keep disciplining ourselves or learning more. We or compartmentalizing. Yeah. You know, we compartmentalize. I mean, how many people do you know? And, you know, and we can both attest that we've obviously done it to and with ourselves from time to time. You know, sometimes what can happen is that we as people will kind of be like, okay, well, you know, my spiritual practice or my personal development, that's like, that's like after 5 p.m., mm-hmm. you know. Um, I can't bring it to work. You know, I can't, I can't take it on the road with me. I can't take it to my parents' house. I mean, yeah, you can't go and, like, ram it down people's throats, but if you're doing that, you're doing it from an egotistical perspective anyway, you know. But you should be able to take the practice, you know, the internal stuff with you, not compartmentalize it. Because that's, that's why I think that, a lot of people are starting to grow out of ideas like, you know, saving it for church or saving it for temple or saving it for, um, you know, astrology, time, this, that, and the other thing. They're kind of understanding that, like, hold on, this can be every second of every day, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's really important. You're going to be, hey, Nico, can you hang on with us for the next segment as well? Sure. I believe in the good things coming, 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 coming. I believe in the good things coming, 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 coming. And we're back. Nico, you're still with us? Yes, I am. So, Nico, so you've been doing this for four years full time. Yes. So, me too. October, four years ago, is when I quit my job. Mm. Uh, yeah, exactly four years ago. So, I want to ask you, what do you... What have you been finding surprising? What are you, or what's a new struggle, or what are you struggling with? And I'll just, I just, I just share what's going on with me these days. Is I am, you know, I went from I was a computer engineer. I was just literally behind the computer for twelve years developing websites, and I've always fantasized about doing this, but it was merely a fantasy. I couldn't even get myself to. I, I just couldn't get myself to do any of it. And now, doing this, it took me a while. It's still just recently I've come to realize my quote-unquote position or place in the community because for quite a while, I was, I kept, you know, I, st- I still have to do my work all the time, right? I mean, this is something that I got to keep growing. And yeah. for the first couple of years, if not even longer, I was doing my work with my community with the participants or community members and now as I keep growing and expanding I can see how you know it's actually pretty dangerous so to speak especially for a growing for a growing community like my job is to make sure everybody's safe my job is to make sure that my work is separated from other people's work and I come from this very like I'm just like you guys sort of mentality Mm-hmm. And it's been a struggle, a real challenge to, to, you know, in some ways separate my work from the community and at the same time to continue to do my work. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's been a, that's been a big, big humbling 
surprised to realize that some of my behaviors could are actually dangerous. They're actually not safe. You know, I, 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 they, what, what was cool two years ago is a violation of trust, really. And to, to, as a growing teacher, as a you know, growing and developing teacher, going from zero to you know, working, you know, I've worked with over 300 people now, and it's probably going to keep growing. It's just not the same, and I gotta keep. I just gotta keep adjusting to. I just gotta keep adjusting, and that's been a challenge for me, quite frankly. I mean, I can talk about other stuff, but that's been the most prominent for me these days. Uh, may I ask about you? Any? Well, you know, I think that we might be dealing with different issues in that sense. You know, I mean, just based on the nature of what we do. Um, because if anything, I think that a struggle that maybe I'm, I'm hesitant to use the word struggle because it's not a struggle in like an arduous sense. Um, and if you if you knew me and watched my videos, you would know I am not afraid of arduosity. I am very much, um, I guess you could say, just a very you know, active person, I, I tend to be very much like, okay, let's go, let's like charge in, you know, it's raid time. Um, but right now, you know, it's kind of more like where, how do I keep this evolving? How do I get people involved? Um, and it's not like a challenge in like, um, like people aren't listening, but again, we have such a, I think that we're, you know, for myself, it's people know at least, you know, a fair amount because, you know, they see me on screen, they hear me, you know, I'm putting out maybe 64 videos a month, you know, so they know exactly who I am. So I've never had that, that feeling of how to separate, you know, I mean, you meet me in person for a retreat, I'm the exact same person I am on, on video. You come and, you know, see me. There's no, there's no separation. I'm just living this 24 seven, right. you know? Um, yeah. but I think that for me, it's really kind of getting people out of the watcher seat, out of the, out of the, uh, the observation. Cause you know, we do live in, um, even in our spiritual community, there's so much of an encouragement to simply sit and watch you know, I mean, computers are the new television. I, that might get me completely like I'm. I'm looking out the window right now, like, okay, where are the torches and pitchforks? I just said that out loud. Um, I'm not saying that all everyone who goes online are couch potatoes, but what I am noticing, um, especially in the last, I'm going to say, twelve months. Um, I've been going through a bit of an interesting shift and it's, uh, it, it's where it's not the whole, like, why aren't you people taking anyone seriously? Cause that's not, that's not what I'm saying. I hope it doesn't sound that no, way. I, get, I actually get what you're saying. So yeah, it's, it's really more like, you know, let's get active with it because we live, I mean, and I think you're right. I think that as the, the spiritual community gets more visibility, um, the collective, the collective is always going to be about 20 steps behind the individual. Hmm. And the community, which I, I, I draw a difference between collective and community and individual. So it's like, all right, so the individual is 20 steps ahead of the collective, like 
you know, global community at large. And the community, like the smaller community, whether it's the spiritual community, um, the geopolitical community, the health community, you know, that may be about 10 steps behind the individual, but 10 steps ahead of the global collective. And looking back at it, I'm kind of, because I've, I've talked to a lot of people and a lot of colleagues, and a lot of people are kind of just coming to watch, you know. Um, so the, 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 the engagement, the engagement. It, engagement, yeah, a little bit more engagement. Now, again, maybe it has to do with, you know, um, again, the time we live in, the world we live in, or maybe it's just a matter of, you know, presentation, because um, I've been having these talks with a couple of people about, like, okay, well, how do we get people more engaged? How do we get people practicing this? And I'm not saying that everyone's not. That's definitely not true. Um, there's also a part of me that wants to kind of grow my channel into, again, a, a harder working, you know, a bigger working community. Because, like I said, I don't, I would never want to be pigeonholed as kind of like just horoscope channel or just magic or just whatever. Um, I'd want it to be, again, a working community for a little bit, you know, for, for, for what it's strong there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last 12 months, I've kind of noticed that I drifted away from. I guess you could say the real, true essence of what um, what the, what that working channel was. Um, Which it actually was probably. I, I can actually probably bring it down to the month. It was it was August two thousand fourteen, and I was doing things differently back then. Um, you know, I was also living. My living situation was a little bit different too. We had just moved into. Um, you know, a house in a neighborhood I didn't like, and I was not really happy, you know, and if you work from home, you've got to be happy where you live. And um, there was this whole, like, big race. I don't know where it came from within me. I've never been this kind of competitive person where it was like, it's time to do a big race. We're going to get a ton of subscribers. And it wasn't about, like, oh, i got to be famous. Like, that's just never been a, a thing for me, um, never been an interest of mine. And it's, you know, not, what, to me, it's not really you, the most wholesome reason to go involved? into a, getting a spiritual in, anything. But were you getting involved in any of, like, the info marketing type of stuff? No, I didn't do any of that. Okay, yeah. No. Um, I didn't do that. I just changed, you know, I just realized I was speaking to a different demographic. You know, um, and now I need, and so this last, you know, since I'm going to say probably about February, I kind of got fed up with it. Not fed up with the people. Yeah. Let me let yeah. me make that clear. It was just this new demographic was coming in, and it was like I didn't resonate with my audience. So again, um, people, okay, um, when you're starting a business, you got to resonate with your audience and your customers. This, if you're going to be happy with what you do and do what you love, it can't be something that you're just doing for the money. That's for you sure. Know? And, and, um, and, and I think by the time people are listening to this, they, they kind of pass that because they they, yeah. they they would just stop listening a long time ago. Well, I, mean, no. I, I mean, I've heard the word magic come up a few times, and I know you had said earlier about how you know this this idea of magic and witchcraft, how people kind of they hear those words and they're like eh, i don't know even in this kind of work that we do but i'm like the work that we do you know if anything i i i call it magic what i'm doing in this in this community work in the journeying in the in in the stuff that i'm experiencing every day 
Uh, oh, absolutely. Because I basically, for me, magic is another word for imagination um, in practice, or or you know, imagination as as a um, a way of of influencing this reality that you that you live in. Whether you're you're talking about um, imagining a new a new uh, a new business, imagining. Uh, yourself as as getting into into yoga imagining what you would be like um after after going on your first journey um really to me that that all is is magic i mean we're all practicing that whether we agree with that or not whether we know it or not that's what we're all we're all doing i completely agree i completely agree because yeah when people ask me what do i call magic and i was like well it's working with the spiritual energy that's like, I guess you could say the cytoplasm of the universe. So yeah, what you imagine, what you put out there, what you actively work with, you know, magic is, yeah, the process of imagination, the process of co-creation. Magic is what has to happen before your manifestation crystallizes in reality. You're absolutely right. So yeah, no, I think we're always doing it. Um, it's just that I, I, I think that, unfortunately, calling it such is still considered pretty bold these days. <laughs> well, yeah, because it does come with this whole, this whole, uh, all this baggage um, that we've kind of heaped, whether we're talking about well, magic or with witchcraft, anything like well, that. Well, uh, let's say we're going to be back in a minute. I want to okay. talk about practical magic practices and suggestions because I actually use it all the time. I don't talk about it. I actually, I get scared to it's almost like the, I don't know the word desecrate or I, I get scared to like uh, f- to to talk about the stuff that I do on almost on a daily basis that is very magical because I, I don't want to lessen it but maybe that's uh, maybe it's just a thing of the past so we'll come back in a minute in the moon of the budding trees I was gifted new eyes to see all of the shift and shape and ways you can be Wake the dreams into realities Wake the dreams into realities Sunset diamonds trickle down And we're back. We're talking about magic. And the last thing I mentioned is the truth of how I had an experience this past, you know, I'm having a, constantly having experiences where I have to tap into... I, I really do tap into magic, and I tap into en- the 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 energy of the creative source and life because I know that nothing happened yet. That's something that I know very well within my bones and within my body. I know that as much as patterns exist, the pattern of that nothing really happened yet and anything is possible is truer than any other pattern, and we have the ability to influence what happens next i know that since i was a child and but i don't i find myself not talking about it you know when you mentioned nico when you mentioned punches or no punches or pulling punches or whatever it is that you said i really i know what it means i actually do not talk about and when i not only i don't talk about it because when i do i find myself like i have close friends and i tell them about some of the magic stuff i do as i say it I feel a little fear, like the angels are watching me, and they go, "Don't do it. Don't talk about it. Like you, you'll you'll lessen the effect of it." Is that am I the only one? 
Hmm. No, I think that there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of traditions and and a lot of traditions that I actually work with that do agree. Like, you know, part of what could be considered um, in a lot of pagan paths is it's, there's a there's a construct called the witch's pyramid, and one of the corners of the pyramid is to keep silent, and it's basically you keep silent until said thing has made man- itself manifest. But we don't keep silent, period. I mean, when you think about people posting on Facebook, whether it's, you know, whether they're, whatever their, I guess you could say their flavor of magic is, whether it's, yeah, uh, angelic work with you and, you know, prayer and meditation, whether it's more pagan, uh, witchy stuff like me, or whether they're using a more kind of secular law of attraction um, kind of thing, they're kind of, you know, there, we, we we do broadcast now. I myself, I'm with you. I kind of go with my intuition on that, but I'm not. I'm not averse to talking about the process of like, this is what I do and why I do it this way, and this is, you know, why are these herbs and crystals significant? What are they doing? Not just the fact that they are. You know, let's not stop it if they are. Let's talk about vibration, and let's talk about vibration being a program or an atmospheric spiritual constituent of what is dictated to become a effect in our reality. And, you know, I don't have to be specific. I, I don't go around saying, like, oh, I did a money spell today, and oh, I, you know, purified my house today, and oh, I did this, you know, this meditation to open up my third eye today, and I reached the 11th chakra last week. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I don't go around just kind of broadcasting what I'm doing, but I do admit that I do it. And, and I'd like to do it more. That's the thing. I feel there's a part of me lately, especially just even right now talking to you, Nico, about just, you know, not not being afraid. I feel right, like as I, get, as I get more confident uh, in, in my, you know, just in my life, I feel like that I can. I personally, I and we as magicians and wizards in the world, we are being invited to actually not be so afraid and to speak about it because other people need... I mean, when, I, when people... I get people, you know, I, I consult people all the time on the phone and I know that 99% of the time they need to tell a different story to themselves. They just do. Well, I, yeah. can, I mean, I can tell you what, what worked for me. Okay. I mean, I... After a long period of not journeying, uh, I was in a kind of a difficult situation and my first reaction was well go to a journey and solve the problem fix whatever's and it just there was a a change in me this that basically said okay what if you just played with the fact that there's nothing wrong with you even if you had to just pretend there's absolutely nothing wrong with you even though you're constantly telling yourself there's got to find something to work on something to fix somebody else is telling you you ought to think about solving this problem you have or addressing this issue like, what if I just imagined myself, pretended that there's nothing wrong with me. I have no, no issues, no phobias, no nothing. Just I'm perfect. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And literally the next day is really when the magic really started for me. I mean, all of this energy that I was putting towards fixing things in myself or trying to find issues to fix before I was ready to, to do all of this amazing stuff that I wanted to do, all this magic that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I and I kept wondering why isn't this happening? Why am I not doing the magic that I want to be doing? Where's all this? And when I decided that there was nothing wrong with me, this is when this this big opening happened inside of me, and that's really when the magic started happening for me. And it wasn't so much about you know crystals and although I do enjoy working with those, but it was really. Uh, the magic of interacting with the rest of nature that I'm a part right. of, interacting with trees in a way that I'd never interacted with before, other plants, other animals, uh, exchanging energy with these animals and plants yeah. and trees in a way that I'd never experienced before and feeling completely energized from, from these experiences and realizing that, well, this is the magic that I've been wanting to do, that I've been imagining for years and years and years. Um, and the shift happened for me when I decided, well, giving myself permission to start doing those things because there is nothing wrong with me. There is nothing I need to, to fix to be able to go and do these things. Um, and once I realized that, it was just kind of a, like a dam breaking. And, and all of this magic started happening naturally. I didn't really have to come up with a with um, any spells or any any you know in 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 the traditional sense that we view magic. I didn't have to come up with any spells or a a, a plan or anything like that. It was just happening purely through my imagination and my um, desire right. to have these things happen, to do these things. It's a really really like tapping into the truth that life, everything, money everything is an inside job well it's it, it i think that i think that he he what's your name again sir uh, my, name is, the other one? my name is rich 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 i really like what you said because it's you know again it's that connecting to the bigger body you know and it speaks a lot to the fact that you know when we talk about things like the illusion of separation you know a lot of people still believe we have to you know whether it's physically or um figuratively leave earth leave rea- leave this reality you know to find source to find ourselves to find god whatever they're looking for but you know if you let yourself connect and get rid of that illusion of separation you're right you find the magic in your own backyard and you're right you don't need spells to go and do that spells themselves you know from a mechanical perspective that's like that's like putting that's like that's like cooking like you're cooking a specific dish mm. when you're doing that you know, but you're right for what you're talking about and having that and lining things up and, you know, and having that, you know, that daily divine dialogue with the divine that is around you. You don't need spells for that. I mean, the biggest, honestly, the the most consistent tool, and I know it sounds very, ah, that's simple, but the real, real, the biggest tool that I've been using as magic is loving like literally loving myself and loving other people in whatever situations I want changed and improved or surrendering and letting go and truly, truly believing and knowing, like just like you said, Rich, that there's nothing wrong with me or nothing wrong with you or whatever it is, to really know that the universe has a bigger plan and to continue to... I mean, letting go is magic if you really want to get technical. Like, truly letting go. I have a feeling in my chest when I let go. It took me like five years to cultivate it. But there is an actual real feeling, like a, a visceral feeling in my chest when I let go. There's a spaciousness that opens up. I feel like 
there is I can see almost like a, a light that's coming out of my chest into the rest of the planet and I kind of mm. again I'm a little f- fearful of even saying it right now but it's so true and when I tap into it when I let go and just let the love flow anything and everything is possible and if you know uh, sometimes when I used to have hard times I still do but I, I remember that I, I I would make those deals those deals with life or God or universe so to speak and I would say that I will surrender to spreading the word of love and the word of God and the word of life and that is there is something to that and it's really about surrendering and letting go and then everything comes from that and I can you know, I study Kabbalah and mysticism and there are so many spells and ways to meditate and put letters together and I'm a big, I, I study like ancient Hebrew and all this stuff works, but I feel like you said, Nico, it's, it, it, those are tools that help us get to a place of stepping away, stepping aside and letting life do its magic and then, well, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. I'm no, sorry. No, I didn't no, mean no, to no, cut no, you no. off. Please cut me off. Trust me. It's good mm-hmm. for me. Oh. Well, I think that we're talking about two different kinds of experiences. Um, you know, just, if I may, just yeah. because I have been doing this for almost 20 years, um, <laughs> uh, practicing, that is, not doing the business side. I, was, I, I wasn't doing this business when I was 13, but um, I think that as far as when people think of spells, there's a misunderstanding of what they're for. Because you're right, I think that I think that surrender is definitely a key part in manifestation and in magic, absolutely. Um, but everything has an ebb and a flow, you know. Obviously, we're doing a spell of some some kind if we're you know if we're trying to initiate something or to ground ourselves um, and to really create an experience. We have to generate the vib- you know not not the vibration as in the attitude, but the vibration as in the energetic signature of the thing that we're trying to manifest, whether it be something simple like, you know, money, or whether it be something that's meant to be widespread, like peace and love, or whether it's something within ourselves, like mental or physical health. And so I think that when you talk about things like the Kabbalah or, yeah, Hasidic Judaism or Gnosticism or um, any, any, any kind of actively... I guess you could say active participatory spiritual magic like that. Those usually go for a. They're usually there to teach us how to understand that we need to construct an explicit frequency if we because we live in a in an explicit universe. But you're right. If we don't need something explicit, if if we know in our hearts we came to this world to just be and experience without initiating these grand alterations and changing the courses of events left and right, then surrender is one of the most powerful forms of magic you can have and you do need it. You absolutely do. So it all depends on really the kind of experience that you want to have. Um, and what is appropriate for the experience that you're in, absolutely. We'll continue in a minute. And we don't know where to begin, don't know how to fit in, caught in between the lines, fighting this world from inside, can't go back, we're on a one-way track, it's been a million miles gone, is it taking us to 
is pointing at me. Um, I wanted to talk about Rich, what you talked about before when you were kind of judging yourself and you thought something was wrong with you. And I've been in that position too. And what happens is there's so much resistance in our body. We even like constrict. And just what happened is you became softer and let it go. So you're able to be more malleable and you're able to kind of go with the flow. And that is, that is a form of magic. I think most people think of magic. It's a very broad, like I'm like magic, you know, witchcraft and all that. I kind of, you kind of lose me on that. That's, that's me. But, um, but surrendering and being open, I mean, that I could relate to. And I related to that when you, when you talked about that. Well, I mean, I think, you know, you've mentioned or something about this this concept of of journey chasing, and for me, that's been a big help for me hearing that because I've never, I I haven't had an issue of or didn't think I had an issue of journey chasing because I figured, well, I'm doing a journey once a month. I don't have to do one every weekend, but there was a long period of time where I wasn't able to journey for various reasons, and it became very difficult for me because I've got to find a way to get to a journey because. I know, even if I can't define what's wrong with me, I know there's something wrong with me. And the only way I can find out is to get to a journey. And I started feeling stuff in my body and it was just getting very, it was, it was a very tense situation for me. And something inside of me was like, well, why do I have to constantly go to a journey with this intention of fixing something as if I'm constantly sick? And I'm in on this sickness and everybody else is in on this sickness. And it's very easy to fall in that trap of like, yeah, I'm sick. And everybody agrees with you. They're like, yeah, everybody's got problems and constant problems we have to fix. And just something inside of me just kept saying, you know, that's just not right. It doesn't sound right. It doesn't feel right. And, and what's wrong with saying there's nothing wrong with me? You know, and then that was a struggle because it was like, how can I say that? How can I say there's nothing wrong with me? I basically my whole life either telling myself there was something wrong with me or having somebody else tell me there's something wrong with you. That's why I initially started journeying. Fix the problems and then lead the life you want to live. Right. But what I realized is <laughs> I had it backwards. When I started leading the life I wanted to live, the true authentic life that I wanted to live, and this goes back to childhood, I wanted my life to be full of wonder, magic, excitement, fantasy, all of this stuff. But I kept telling myself, in order to get all of that, you got to fix yourself. But it wasn't until I said, well, I don't need to fix myself. I'm fine. All of this magic and wonder and all that started coming into my life. Right. Right. And so now I don't really, I don't really focus anymore on what's wrong with me. What do I need to fix? Now I'm focused on going out into the rest of the world and putting all of this into practice. When I get on the subway, when I go to work, how can I uh, love more? You know, instead of instead of just imagining that. Do, you know, do it yeah, instead of talking about caring and talking about <laughs> mm-hmm. you know and, loving and it's actually doing but it. it's interesting when you when you say I'm going to love more then it's like oh my god there's, I've got this issue with my family that prevents me from loving more and that gets in the way at least for me got mm-hmm. in the way of me well, actually going out there and loving more com- being in communion more with others and when I just put all that to the side you know, regardless of what my relationships are with my family and whatever, 
why should that prevent me from being in communion with other people? Really? Like if I have a difficult relationship with my father, why should that dictate how I relate to other people and with myself? Well, okay. Um, when When I let go of that, it became easier to be in communion with other people. I don't have to be perfect to be in communion with other people or in communion with myself. I don't have to be perfect. Right. And I don't have to solve every problem. I mean, it's, it's an endless cycle of, of... You're in a labyrinth, basically, that you're not... I felt like I was never going to get out of. So... Just get out of it. Yeah, I think it's important to have compassion for yourself because I'm the same way. Like I have to fix this. Well, this is it's having compassion when we find. Well, maybe it's not easy for us to show love, right? Maybe because right. we didn't receive it when we were young. But understanding that, and be like, having compassion for yourself. Well, this is the reason why. And taking steps. Okay, well, I'm going to do that. It may feel uncomfortable at first. I feel vulnerable, but taking that step and doing it. Then the more you do it, you become that. That's what I've learned. Even just making eye contact on the subway and smiling at someone could be like a foreign thing in New York City. People are like, what do you want? But it's like, and that can be uncomfortable at first, but the more you do it, it becomes who you are. So that's what I found with myself. Um, Always trying to fix, read this self-help book, read that, you know, I mean, constantly. And it's kind of just letting go and saying, you know, you're doing your best. Some people never, never look at themselves, never try to take responsibility, you know? So just the point that you're doing this work and wanting to be conscious, that's a huge step. And no, we're not perfect. It'll never be perfect, you know, but you do the best you can. And like I said, at least you're not avoiding, you're not in denial, you know, because a lot of people, they blame everybody else for their issues. They don't even want to look inward. It takes too much work. That's what I've learned for myself. And so you've made me realize too, we have to have more compassion for ourselves. Hey, Nico. Rick, I think that honestly, you've done a really cool thing by saying, you know, I don't have to be perfect to go out and do this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I think that in, again, even in the personal development, self-help, spiritual community, we kind of get caught in this hamster wheel of trying to make the ego spiritual that's when we think we need to perfect and solve everything, you know, and that's when a lot of people get into the me, 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 my, 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 I, I, I mentality of trying to make things spiritual. It looks like, you know, it sounds to me, at least this is what I was hearing when I was listening to you, hopefully I, I heard it correctly, you know, you'd kind of stepped off the, 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 the process solver hamster wheel, you know, let's not try and make that experience spiritual let's just have a spiritual experience instead and you know and just allow that to be you know and let that be my my surrender and look i can have a a much richer and much more again as you say you said it yourself you know fantastical and magical and you know to be perfectly honest very much more true experience of living as a spiritual being having a human experience than somebody who is trying to make the, the 3D into something that's not 3D. You know, a lot of people are trying to take the whole 3D thing and make it a higher dimensional thing, and I don't think that's really what it's about. Beautiful. Nico, we're approaching the last segment. I want to, before I ask you for some astrological forecast uh, mm-hmm. love from you, maybe just anybody that's listening at any time in the future, how can they find you? What, well, what can you invite people? Is there a website, Facebook? I mean, I found you through a very 
weird website, but... <laughs> oh, sure. Um, well, yeah, YouTube is the main, you know, I guess you could say the main thing. If, you know, yeah, I do horoscopes, monthly astrology, weekly tarot, um, and a weekly astrology segment as well. I do Q&As, um, and I do all kinds of, you know, personal development videos on YouTube. If you just type in Scarlet Moon Astrology or do Scarlet Moon Online, on your YouTube search bar, I'll come up. You'll have a big picture of me and some, at this point in time, flashing, you know, little uh, sun flares and all that kind of cool stuff. Um, there's also a Scarlet Moon online Facebook page. Um, and you can also follow me on Twitter at Scarlet Moon Nico. And if you would like to get information about any of our retreats or private consultations with myself, my partner Chris, or any other stuff that's going on with us, you can go to collaborative-consciousness.com. And I like the whole, what's, I mean, I guess you'll come again, we'll talk about, I want to talk about Silent Truth, just that name, just that name speaks to my soul. I, I used to, uh, when I was a teenager, at the end, I guess in 18, 19, I used to go around chat rooms on AOL with a, <laughs> with a nickname Silent Advice and that was my thing <laughs> so you know coming around to Silent Truth but we'll talk about it next time you're on if you, you would you mind giving us uh, like any kind of uh, astrology forecast because it seems to be very hectic at least in you know in a good way I, there is a presence and a peace within my heart but it seems to be it's been a stormy month what are we looking at coming up August has been pretty nasty in general, I think, for a lot of people, especially on the external. And a lot of that, I think, had to do with Venus being retrograde in Leo. So we have a very external-oriented sign, you know, not to say, like, Leos are shallow or anything like that. But the energy of Leo is all about outward expression, um, expression in general. So it can be a little surface-oriented from time to time. And then you have Venus, which is all about, you know, the luxury and the love and the pleasure. And Venus retrograde is, you know, it's honestly, it's the nastiest of the nastiest to me. Thank God it only comes around once every two years. Everyone always talks about Mercury retrograde, and I'm like, I would take three Mercury retrogrades in a row before I go through another Venus retrograde. Um, and Venus is going direct here, actually, this Labor Day weekend. So y'all are going to be okay. It's going to ease up. Um, people are going to be a lot more calm. People are going to be a lot less insecure, a lot less snappy. Communications are going to be getting better. And it's interesting that the talk we've had so far in like this segment, because Saturn's going back into Sagittarius in September, and over the next two and a half years, this higher, you know, deeper, much more... Um, substantial discussion of, I guess you could say, the universe as a mechanism, it's going to gain greater and greater visibility. That's just what this is all about. That's just what this is all about for the next two and a half years. So we, we're going to prepare for a good ride. Phew. Mm. That was a nasty month. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> Venus retrograde, man. It's over. It's over in five days. I'm literally counting it down. Um, but you can wait. And believe me, we're going to have a great, we're going to have a wonderful September. From Labor Day on, it's going to be beautiful. I can feel the... I can Wait, so feel was it July way. as well? End of July? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm end, end of July, oh, yeah. End of uh, July 24th up until the 6th. Yeah, so it's been really? like a rough... Okay, no wonder. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Well, Nico, uh, you know, they say hey, it's been a pleasure, but I don't know <laughs> how else to say it. It's like really been fun, and I'm excited that... 
we talked and I reached out and I look forward to doing this again and again for real oh sure keep in touch absolutely and it's been nice meeting you guys as well nice meeting yeah. you Nico we'll talk soon nice meeting you thank you guys so tap me out and tap me into you heal my brain and my body too balance my chemistry hydrate these cells cause the body talks and meditation helps the body talks and meditation helps and welcome back this speaking of going on better times we have just launched a integration challenge and it's for anyone it doesn't matter when you're listening to this it's always a good reminder to integrate uh, what does that mean it's to integrate the spiritual lessons into our daily lives we go on these lei journeys you know whether they're once a month or every quarter and we get together and we gain a deeper awareness and understanding of who we are and what we're all about and we have these sometimes major epiphanies and breakthroughs and aha moments and connections and intimacy where we get to see our deeper selves our truer selves our essence and in the moment it feels like we got everything figured out and then we go back to life the next day or the next week and you know it takes it takes work that's what's called the work to take courageous action and to implement these changes and to tell the truth and to change and to transform and to be to stretch yourself so this is a worldwide integration challenge really invitation to integrate what you're learning and that can mean many things but at the minimum it just means the the awareness that before you go on to your next lei journey before you go on to your next retreat before you go on to your next uh, whatever it is that you're doing to just ask yourself what have i done who am i different than the last time i visited a session you know before going to your uh, next uh, costa rica or peru uh, retreat well how much courageous action have you taken so far and it doesn't have to be quantity it just means are you doing it and if you are taking more courageous action if you are checking in with someone if you are making the changes in your life and my advice is really to do it small steps you don't have to quit everything at once you don't have to take on many more things at once just make sure it's a challenge you take one more thing a day one more thing a week one more thing a month and most importantly at least in the schools that we are hanging out in it's all about community it's all about connecting with someone else it's all about being honest with yourself taking self-responsibility for how you've been creating your life taking self-responsibility for the communication and the actions or the lack of action or the lack of communication and integrating because without integration then this all just is journey chasing and another way to escape and another way to keep you keep your addictions going really we're going to take a moment of silence for <laughs> the integration challenge. Every time I say a moment of silence, Sam's looks at me like we do not want to have dead death, air. Death on the like, radio. Like, well, this, is, this is the future of radio. These are, we are people who are listening. Yeah. Well, I think it's important. I mean, that, that, that space in between to, you know, to at least 
stop and get your bearings to see where you're at. I mean, it's like stepping back. I think you and I had this conversation once, like, like an artist stepping back from their painting or their sculpture every once in a while to step back and look at where they're at in the process. Like, and even, you know, stepping back a day or two and then coming back to it. Because when you're in the moment of it and you're you're in that process, you think it's, it's perfect. It's great. It's everything's great. And when you step back a moment to look at it, you get a different perspective. You come back to it the next day, you get a different perspective. Um, and so I think it's good to, to, to really focus on that in between time to see where you're at, to get your bearings, to, to get a different perspective of this work of art that you're creating. Um, I, at least for me, it's been very beneficial. What about you, Nicole? Are you willing to integrate? I am, and what is that? That's the thing. It's kind of like, well, what steps can I take to to integrate? Is that becoming more present? It's like I'm finding like, it's like I feel like, do I have a to-do list of what I need to do every day to take those steps? You know what I mean? I'm trying to like give it a foundation. You know Hmm. what I mean? I do know what you mean. You know, the thing about, you know, you're stepping into into a session, you come into a journey, you go to a retreat, and you make all these decisions because mm-hmm. you're in flow again. You're in community. You're around good people. You're eating good food. You're in a situation where you feel one with the universe. You feel supported. You feel safe. And things make sense to you. The, for me, integration is keeping some of those decisions or at least one of them consistently, really. So instead of pretending like going, oh, well, I don't know what it means to integrate. Well, you do know. You really do. It doesn't have to be that complex. It really means, what is it that you saw in the last retreat? What is it that you saw about yourself that you know is good for you? And actually doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, for, for, for me, the biggest, most consistent way to integrate is to tell the truth earlier to people around me. To not be afraid of confrontation. Or whatever, to be a friend of confrontation and still go through with it. That's, that's been integrating for me for five years now. I mean, there's many other ways, eating better, moving more, smoking less weed, whatever it is. But this is all, the, it pales in comparison to just telling the truth. Like, really, really telling the truth, telling how I feel. Not being afraid that if I told my partner, if I told my people to work with, if I told the people around me how I'm really feeling, even though it seems a little opinionated and different, I feel safe, you know, to feel safe that I can be supported while telling my truth. And that's a big shift. Well, that's, I mean, that's the important thing, being able to give yourself enough space to, to work with those things rather than you know, focusing on getting to the next retreat, getting to the next, uh, without taking the time to work with what you experienced from the previous one. And then, as you said, taking that challenge with something that came up and how you can integrate that into your, you know, your daily life. Um, instead of compartmentalizing everything into, okay, here's the 
one space that I'm in when I'm at a at a retreat or a ceremony, you know, a 10 day silent meditation retreat. And then I and then I'm in a different space when I when I go to work and then I'm just waiting to get back into that next retreat space. Um, and and all of that energy gets focused on getting to the next retreat so you can get back into that great space and realizing that that in-between time is, is the perfect opportunity perfect opportunity to work with those things that come up every time you go to a ceremony every time you go to a journey and i and i guess there's a there's a amount there's a that frightening feeling in the beginning of working with that because you feel like well you don't have the meditation or the yoga or the or whatever or your community uh, and you feel like you are on your own in that in-between space like where is everybody where's my where's my safety realizing that they are there as just having the courage to open up to those people and share your feelings you know um, outside of that particular space that you feel very safe in and that safety does expand though when you're able to start doing that I feel like it's expanded for me so it's beautiful so you know what you're saying is in order to be truthful you also have to connect with someone to be truthful with <laughs> well, so. yeah because it, you know it's <laughs> I mean it's kind of I don't know maybe it sounds kind of cynical to say it's it's, it's at least for me, it's easier to sit in my room as I'm being truthful with myself. Right. You know, but uh, to be truthful with somebody else, to be truthful with a group of people, you know, that... Because you, you're then inviting the other person to respond to your truthfulness, which, um, you, you know, is... is, is it, yeah, it's the work. It's it's yeah, it's work. Yeah. It's a challenge. It's and that's why it's the integration challenge. And it's funny, Nico was talking about his, uh, you know, whatever challenge. You know, we're not calling it too much of a challenge. It's the opportunity, the the fine tuning place. It's about engagement, right? And for me too, you know, the integration challenge isn't much. It's more of an invitation to play, an invitation to engage, because for what, what the only requirement, really, or that I put in the integration challenge is to connect and share with someone once a week, and hopefully on Facebook or on the website every day, just to say something, just to say I'm here, I don't, I'm not alone, or even if, though I feel like I'm alone, I want to let everybody else know that I'm here because. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of people doing this work, I know for a fact. And I know at least four or five Facebook groups. And quite frankly, most of these Facebook groups are being used to market people's uh, next events or sell their used couches. <laughs> and it's okay, I get it, but this is the invitation for us to really grow up even more and to take on the challenge and bring the journey into life as a matter of fact realize that the real journey happens in between the sessions in between the retreats in between the meditations the only reason is we meditate is to come back to a a place where we are in flow again but and then what let's get out of kindergarten let's get out of this space where 
I can't wait to be one with the divine. Well, you're always one with the divine. You are the divine. We, have, we need a lot of tools and resources and support in order to come back to a place of wholeness. Fine. But the invitation is to start creating now from this place and not just be happy that, okay, I've gone some awareness. I'm at the frontier of consciousness. I'm at the edge of society. Great. That's not enough for me. I mean, it's, it's a good beginning. It's a good stepping stone, but it's connecting and creating. What can we create together is the real question as a community. What can we create together to support one another? What can we create together to, to create more structures to be able to let go, to be able to feel safe, to be able to be ourselves fully? So I encourage you to really check in with yourself. What does it mean for you to integrate? What would be a challenge for you? What comes up consistently during a journey that feels so right then, but is so difficult in between? And call someone, share about it. As always, we love you. And uh, let's continue being community.